Today we're going to talk about sharing the damn kid. In custody battles, kids should have both parents and we're going to convince you why. Hey, welcome back to The Art of Fatherhood. I am Brian LaFontaine. And I am Patrick Marino. And today we're talking about sharing the damn kid. And, and you know, we could take the uh, the old adage of, remember the story, there was the king, and he brought two women were, were uh, fighting over whose baby or whose boy it was. And the king came up with this brilliant idea that how he would decide. He brought both women forward, and he said, I know we will... We'll solve this debate right now. We are going to cut the kid in half, and you'll get half, and I'll get half. And obviously, one was like, yes, that's what we'll do. And then one was like, no, she can have the kid. And then he said, you must be the real mother, because <laughs> that crazy bitch wanted to cut a kid in half. <laughs> that's how that ended. There was a Seinfeld so, riff on that, too. Yeah. Newman yeah. on the bike. <clears throat> so anyway, Deep cut. We are not recommending cutting children in half today. No, we are not. We are not, but we are going to dive into the concept of shared custody being almost always. Yeah, there's going to be instances where there is some uh, safety reason that sole custody is the only way to go, and and, or some other mental health or you know drug related, you know financial issue, something that would make it really. That would make sole custody way better. Yeah, I want to. I want to caveat uh, that two things. One, I want to define sole custody yep. as what we're talking about here, yep. because you know, as our standpoint, sole custody is fifty-fifty custody. That's what we're talking. Shared about. custody is 50/50. shared custody. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Share, shared custody is fifty-fifty. You want to define that, like yeah, forty-five, fifty-five, fifty-fifty, somewhere yep. in that. Equal parenting. Yep. Equal parenting opportunities is what we are talking about here. Um, it is our strong stance that you know eighty twenty every other weekend is that is not shared custody. That is, um, you know, that's. Bread, Soul custody with visitation kind of thing. That's really yeah, what yeah. it is. And, and that is not what we think should be the standard across the country. And that's what we're hoping gets changed to not be the standard across the country. So when we when we talk about it today, we're talking about something in the lines of close to 50-50. Close to 50-50. Two parents equally involved and uh, some of the discussion points that come up around that. And, um, you know, the, the other caveat on that to your point is – are there exceptions? Yes. I'm of the belief that those exceptions need to be really extreme because what you find in custody discussions is that very quickly, all of a sudden, someone's issue gets magnified. Oh, well, you know, the unsafe to parent because, you know, he that, that, that person drinks on the weekends. Well, yeah, okay. Well, there's a lot of two married parents that drink on the weekend yeah this, no this would have to be to this, something that would justify it would be, have to be something that's serious legal consequences yes yeah so i want to be clear on that yeah we have to be very very clear about that for sure so let's bring and i co- think that as well like i mean like that's partially comes out in the emotion of the separation or the divorce right and the emotion of the separation of the divorce you've got people who you know again like even even for me right like i saw my child every day and now you lose that ability Right. So even if it's not just, you know, my emotion over like I'm the better parent, this other parent is no good. It's also just like being selfish myself. Like I'm going to lose access to that kid and that and that that's terrible. 
you know? So like, that's the emotion that comes up and that's where all those other things come into play, right? The accusations, the, the, the magnification, the things that maybe aren't that important. Right. So that because we're in this tug of war now and we want to, we want to, we want to talk about why that's a bad, the tug of war is definitely bad, Mm -hmm. but the solution is also bad. The idea that the kid is only going to stay with me primarily. Yeah. And the system create the system perpetuates the tug of war because the system does not step to in almost every case doesn't step two people in on equal footing with the standpoint of you're gonna have to prove a lot to say that that other parent shouldn't be equally involved right right or and instead it it perpetuates a system where one party knows that hey with a little bit of push I can be the I can be the eighty percent custodial parent here right usually that's the female yeah. right and the other one realizes that they may actually have to fight just to be on equal ground so what does it create it creates a it's like throwing them in throw them right into the the gladiator ring yep, exactly. because we've built the arena for you yep. here's the arena we've set it up to be uh to be something where you have to fight battle right. your fight and and now jump in there yep. good luck so and it really yeah. works into some of the things, things we talked about uh during a, a previous video we talked about killing the deadbeat dad myth where if the father, even if the father's successful, right? Especially if the father's successful, that's like a really, really good job and it's going to demand a lot of their time giving the mother more access to the children. And now you're in the situation where that becomes the norm because the, 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 the father in this case doesn't have right. enough time to justify this, this shared custody. Right. And that's where, that's a problem as well. It's like, what's the norm? What's happening now? Like what's a lot of times the, the justice system will choose that over the shared because they want the kid to be used to just the pattern, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the first point I want to dig into too today is, you know, one of the things that gets brought up a lot in these discussions is, well, you know, when there's two families involved, it can create some problems because now you have, um, now you have two different sets of rules and a child, you know, has to deal with adjusting back and forth between that and, you know, with a good system, a good schedule. And there's, there's reasons for that. I mean, like you want to know, like if you're being led, if you're in a situation where you're being managed yourself, right, or your kid's being parented, they're way better off if they know where they stand, right? Yeah. So you're better off to a certain extent knowing where you stand because now you can figure out, now you know better what to do, right? So you were in the military, right? And obviously yep. that's a big yep. part of that structure. You need to, it needs to be clear, right? Yeah. But we're advocating right now that maybe that's not the best well, I think in so I put you on the spot. Sorry. No, you didn't. Because let's break it up yeah. now. So consistency is very key. Right. But consistency in what format? So consistency of schedule is key. Right. So it should be broken up, but that schedule should be easy and free flowing. Right. So if you got a situation right now where your your schedule between two parents with your kids has them bouncing back and forth more than like twice a week. That's broke. I mean, that's the freaking norm, though. And you got, yeah, it's broke, and you got to fix it, and clump that time together, and you know, find out a find a good schedule where they're here, they're here for a period of good amount of days, and they go somewhere else for a period of good amount of days, and then and just ease it, ease it back on the kids. I see these schedules that are just crazy where they're bouncing, uh, you know, bouncing back and forth. Consistency of schedule, but the other one is consistency of parenting is important. But to your point. I don't think it's that important that we're right. married, we get divorced, your rules and my rules might be slightly different. 
I think we overemphasize that being a problem. Right. We we look at that like, oh, you know, the, it's tough for the kids because at one house, that's bullshit. Right. That's bullshit because that's that's life. Right. A hundred percent of life. I can talk to you and Shannon very, very differently because you're two different people. And I know that when I'm with Shannon, I can say A, B, C, and D. When I know when I'm with you, I can say A, B, C, and D. And that's how life is. You're When you're a kid going through school and high school, you go from Miss Jones to Mr. Robinson. And they are night and day. Right. And you have to adapt to that. So to say like, oh, it's going to be tough for kids to adapt to these two people they know really well and can play. <laughs> like our kids know us better than anything. Right. And I think that uh, the, adaptab- Adapt. the adaptability is important in a bunch of different ways. I mean, one of them is what you talked about, just being able to go out into the real world and now deal with different types of people and actually have the skills to do that. You'll see that all the time with like in sports situations where like you'll have like the system quarterback, right? That quarterback cannot exist outside of playing for that coach or with that particular set of Rules and yeah. and and it's usually because they didn't have to, right? They were successful. They didn't have to, and now they get put in a new situation. And they can't, they can't perform. So with our kids, we want our kids to be adaptable. And the other thing I think about as well is like, you see like the um, which is a little bit counterintuitive, right? You see kids who are in some sort of multilingual school become better at English than kids who are only dealing with English mm-hmm. through their whole lives, mm-hmm. right? It's that like. You're in this sensitive period of development where you're just malleable, right? And like you're, every stimulus is coming in and you're able to deal with way better than you or I are at 45 plus. Right, right. right. Because they, you know, they've, they've got all this stuff that hasn't been developed yet. So they are capable of more. So this is, that kind of sits right exactly where you're talking about, where it's like having to live with the different sets of rules could actually be a positive thing absolutely absolutely and it plays very well into society do i think two parents should work hard to try to hey these are basic things we don't want our kids to do yeah of course that well also if you don't do that then there could be stress yeah that should be a guideline i mean i'm not but i'm also saying that there's going to be like fine-tuned differences Mm -hmm. and those little things are more so a good skill set for kids to learn that that as you navigate through life being able to flow and adapt and know what environment you're in and what you can and can't say in that environment, that could be the difference between you losing your job or not going forward. For sure. Right? So good skill sets, not not something that causes this detrimental harm. But we'll talk about something that does in the next point in that the reality is both parents are essential. Right. And we were kicking around titles for this and, you know... As uh, I hope you liked the title, by the way. But <laughs> if you didn't, one of the other titles that we kicked around was Kids Want Parents, Not Parent. Right. Right. And when you look at the research out there on overall success of a child that grows up with two involved parents as opposed to one that is missing a mom or missing a dad or missing one of two dads or one of two moms, or however you want to look at it, because they bring different skill sets and dynamics to a parenting relationship. Missing one of those two, the the outcomes for those with two involved parents trends higher. If you look at prison rates, the number of people in prison that came from single parent like upbringings is high. That's a high correlator, and you know. And I'm not saying if you don't have two parents, your kids go, but you can't ignore these simple facts that these are things that matter. And a kid having both parents involved clearly is a benefit, right? For sure. I mean, and. It's a benefit because the research says so. It's a benefit because it 
it you don't have to have research to just exhibit like look and observe right. and see see naturally what they get from that right. you know to be able to have de- be dealing with something and be and I can go to you or I can go to someone else or I you know I have I have more people now in my life that I can kind of process information from right or just be able to see different perspectives and different ways of thinking you know in certain areas right or different ways of communicating the same thing and it takes a lot for our kids to pick up on certain skill sets that they might get from us that are positive and sometimes it's the fact of having the disparity of skill set lets them become their own person a little easier define their own identity a little better and with a little more example to build from because okay dad is good at a b and c but he's horrible at this and 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 this is what i want to take from that and leave behind right my daughter is phenomenal about being on time and it's because i suck at it right so as a child growing up she would get anxious when we were late to like practice or things like that and guess what? Unfortunately, dad's sometimes late, right? <laughs> so that was out of our control. So guess what happened the minute she got her driver's license? She said, I'm not going to be that. Right. I don't want to be that. I want to take control back. I want to feel. So what is she? On time, early, prepared, all the time, right? Mm. Which is fucking great. Yeah. I'm glad that my, like, I'm glad that my <laughs> she failure. Broke the, she broke the cycle. Yeah. But, you know, with two, with two parents there, they're allowed, it gives m- multiple um, like base level different things they can pull from like that and see and experience and then and Well, then it's grow just like anybody who decides like if they want to become a better person, you might just go travel, right? See the world and that way you have a better idea of all the different types of things you can be yeah, versus absolutely. just, you know, one narrow perspective. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a no-brainer that two involved and, and two frequently, I think we see one parent marginalized because it was maybe too hard in the court system for them to get to where they wanted to get to. Right. Or, you know, a parent says, oh, they, you know, they're a bad influence. They let them watch too much TV. Okay, great. Great. Is too much TV good for a child? No. No. Did too much TV. Or just like all that stuff comes down to like having bad representation too. Yeah. Or not necessarily bad, but one just has like really well connected and aggressive representation. And you just have regular representation, right? Because you can get abused there as well. Like if you know right, somebody's advocating for you as hard as the other person's lawyer is advocating for them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of these little things that kind of play out that aren't all are not in the best interest of the right. kid. All of it. That's really, uh, that's the best interest of the kid. That is the whole, that's it, right? It's It's got to be child-centered. And I think that, that's where we talked a little bit about the emotional part of it, right? Why do we want soul custody in the first place? A lot of times it's based on the emotional trauma from the separation or divorce. And like, it's this, now you don't think as highly of this person who you might have thought very highly of before. And like, now it's like you're taking it out on them. And one way to take it out on them is to freaking take the kid. Yeah. Like that's a soul. Like, like, let me, let me take this out on that person who did me wrong. I'm taking this kid. You're not gonna be able to see that kid. Right now we're completely taking the kid out of it. It's all about you. Right. You know? And then you're also like, if you think that all these things are potential positives, which we do, the seeing different perspectives, the, um, yeah, all of that, the seeing different perspectives, the being able to pull from one and learn from different people and, and that whole thing. If you think that any of this is good or living under different rules and being adaptable, 
if you can see the positive in any of that, then like that has to be a consideration and what the, what's best for the child. Right. Yeah. You know, it's all right. what's best for the child. We have to now, we have to make a decision. How do we raise this child the best way? Right. And we think that the shared custody model, as long as it's safe is the best path. Yeah. 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 And, and, and the other thing about the, I want to bring up one more thing. Sorry. I didn't mean yeah. to interrupt, but I think that that's again, like, how can you take yourself out of it? Because like, if it's just you, not only is it just your perspective, but it's your biased perspective. Right. And so like, maybe I care, like maybe I'm like football dad. Right. And I want my kid, like my kid's going to freaking play football, you know, and I'm going to have, we're going to be training to be Brett Favre from the youngest age. You know, I'm tying his right arm behind his back so he can be a left-handed pitcher, whatever it is. You're right? overly living by yeah, I'm freaking, your kid, I'm like freaking, it's disgust. so important to me. But meanwhile, because it's so important to me, I can't see that the kid is not interested, not enjoying it. Our relationship is hurting, but I can't take myself out of it because the emotion. Well, now you've got that other parent. If you've got, a, especially if you've got a good co-parenting relationship, the other parent can now provide the perspective that you lack because you're in it. Yeah. Right. You're just in it. Right. Yeah. It's like I can't think otherwise because of my biases. Yeah. Because of what I want for the kid and having that counterbalance is so is so critical. Yeah. The child gets an advocate that is outside of your own perspective. Right. Which, you know, as much as much as we may struggle and we may have obviously have issues with our our ex-significant others, obviously why there are ex-significant others, to say that nothing that comes out of their mouth has any benefit, well, that in 99% of the cases, that's not It goes correct. back to a lot of our other it's stuff, like true. about listening, about yeah. just assuming that the other person has a different way of looking at it, it might be not your way, and it's important for the kid to be exposed yeah. to all these different ways. Yeah, absolutely. And, and know it, think about it, and be expressed to it. And... So to our listeners, I think one of the things I want really to impart on our listeners is this. You know, think very hard when you are trying to angle to remove another remove a parent from your child's life. And I don't care what direction that is. You know, whether it be from, you know, the father getting pulled out or the mother getting pulled out or whatever, you need to think really hard about that because how much of this is coming out of vengeance? Right. How much of it is is real? And there will be damage there. So to pretend like there won't be damage by taking a parent out of a kid's life, there absolutely will. And if it's not, if it isn't truly in the absolute best interest of that child, there will be resentment potentially down the line. Significant resentment. So this bond that you think you're building with your child could actually be be tainted and later in life be looked at in the opposite way that you want it to be looked at. Right. The worst thing a child could think is, you, you took my other parent away from me. Why'd you do that? And then you go through your reasoning and now they're a grown adult and now they're like, yeah, that doesn't really add up. Right. Me. You were just being selfish. Yeah. That doesn't make sense to me. They Eventually, they will be adults. Eventually, they will process and eventually, more than likely, they will hear the other side of the story and they're going to make decisions. And those decisions might not be, you know, or they're going to formulate their opinion and it might not be what you want them to form. We work to have the relationship with our kids as an adult. And that that this could be an, uh, a thing where you're, you get so tied up in the moment so angry, so, you know, that things that you're now saying are, oh, that's not good for them, that's not good for them. Well, okay, maybe there's an a argument that that's not good for them, 
But is it worse than not having another parent involved? And and that's because that's a heavy question, and I think can lead to some serious issues and concerns and things that need to be considered. So, I think as well, like there's another way of looking at the whole thing, besides of these serious consequences that can happen down the road. I think that there are things that can happen now that can be positives about the shared custody experience that are not, and not just things that benefit the kid, but benefit the parents as well. And benefiting the parents, benefiting the kid, right? Happy parents, mm-hmm. well-adjusted parents is going to rub off on the child. Yeah. Right. So again, like if, if I think one thing that's a big one is, is financial. Right. And I, I know that there's a lot of relationships where it's like, okay, the dad has to pay child support. And also they want to split all the bills, but custody isn't shared. So now there's this resentment, right? It's like, it's built in. It's yeah. like, and, and sometimes things are impossible, right? So the kid is with the, the mom all the time. So the mom is constantly paying for stuff and then having to go back and ask the dad. Meanwhile, the dad resents the mom because he can't see the kid as often. He's like, why do I have to pay as much? I haven't been involved in the decisions and all this, right? Whereas if we can, like anything, like if we can kind of work together, then it makes raising a child less expensive, right? It's like, if we can share these costs. Because raising a child is Absolutely. expensive. Yeah. If, and if you're solely responsible for that, even if it's temporarily because the other parent has to eventually reimburse you, then that sucks. Like, the more you can share, the better off you're both going to be financially, and that helps you very much. And the other way, I think it's really positive as well, just, um, just well-being, having some time to yourself. And that's one of the things, like, like I've had to learn to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Right is and enjoys maybe even the wrong word for it because I don't always enjoy I never enjoy not being with my son but that time away from him might be areas where I can be productive in my career might be areas where I can be productive and just becoming better me making better friendships with people outside of my family you yeah. know like all those things I can do because I don't have the burden of having my child around all the time right and now I'm more well rounded he's still being well taken care of. Well, yeah. he's not with me, Yeah, you know, but it allows me to be more well-rounded and, and maybe healthier myself, which results in a healthier. It's interesting. And, you know, we'll kind of get close to wrap up, but not to go too far down that rabbit hole, but one of the key issues that when married couples have do struggle with is getting the time for self right. and, and relationship, yeah. self and relationship. So when there is a split and when there is a custody split, one of the things that does come out of that is you end up re- you almost kind of rearrange your schedule. So these you know these this half the week when my child is here with me, that's priority. So we're you know and it's interesting like when there's two parents together, sometimes I I don't see parents do that as much. No, cause because usually they, usually they yeah, almost exactly. take for granted. Well, they're there every day. Yeah, 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 every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes split parents do a better job of the parenting component, right? Separate. You frequently see it for the mother because traditionally the mother is still more of the caregiver. So it's really a lot of times it's the mother who finally gets some freedom. Yes, right. Gets and the like, ability to do self. It's the mother who's them. fighting more for this whole custody. Yeah, but it's the mother who probably needs. A little bit of a break. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I, that's why I look at it from a positive versus negative. Like, again, if we're all happier and we're all healthier, mm-hmm. we're growing in our career, we're growing as people. Yep. Because we have a little bit more free time, yeah. which we wouldn't have had before. Right. 
Yeah. And for those parents that are still together, you know, takeaway for this in this discussion is make sure you're taking time for yourself. Right. So make sure you're balancing the responsibility in house together and make sure you're taking time for the two of you together. And finding a way to break break from the child for a little bit and, and create in some in some ways you want to share yes. the responsibility of raising the kid yes. exactly as you would if you were yeah. separated, right? You don't want to just have one person who's solely doing this and one person solely. You want to be doing it shared. Awesome. Yeah. Share the damn kid. Share the damn kid. I'm Brian LaFouch. Patrick Marino. Till next time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, subscribe to the channel, leave us a review, leave us a comment. And if you don't like what you heard, I know who does, your mom. So tell her we said hi.